Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme. Today I was inspired to talk to you on this episode of the podcast by an article I read about Jesus Perez, who is Mauricio Pochettino's, I'll call him a fitness coach, he's um, his conditioning guy, um, possibly known as a sports scientist. So apologies, Jesus, if, uh, if you hear this and I haven't given you your correct title, but it was a, uh, a fairly small article that was talking about uh, a little bit about Pochettino's philosophy and um, how he creates the success he does at Tottenham Hotspur and um, a little bit about his relationship with uh, Perez and what Perez's role was or is in the club and how they go about their daily work, which was really, really interesting. Now, for anybody who's on the outside of football or who's on the outside of professional football, but who has an interest in getting into the game or just wants to find out more about it, this small article gives a, a real insight into what, what it actually takes in terms of application from staff to create a real successful organisation. You know, we do see on match of the day and we see the highlights and we see the team boss arrive and we see the players walking out of the tunnel and we see the game and the half-time break and the uh, post-match interviews and then it's all over. Now, behind the scenes, and I can speak from very personal experience, as can many of you who are listening to this, um, the reality of life, as it often is, is very different from how it appears in the media. And Perez in his article talks about how he his day starts at around 7.30 in the office and there will be a number of meetings prior to actually any training or input into the players taking place and every single day at Tottenham Hotspur and again this is only an example uh, of a club and I'm sure this occurs at many many other clubs many successful clubs organisations throughout the world but at this level in the premiership you know they actually have a complete individual training program a complete individual medical screening program and a completely individual conditioning program for every single player because they've come to the the conclusion and they've come to the point of realization that in order to facilitate getting the maximum the absolute maximum out of every single individual and maximizing the potential that's latent in all those those players the the amazing talent that lies in the squad that every player although it football is totally and utterly a team game it's that dichotomy isn't it of of individual against team and uh, it brings us to towards philosophical debates like there's no i in team which this particular episode of the podcast, although I'm tremendously interested in in teams and success, this podcast isn't about that, although obviously it's touching on that because 
um, Pochettino's uh, assistant Perez is talking about the individualization and how every player is treated as an individual. They also, in the article, talk about how they discuss every player individually in detail, um, and they they it's virtually there's virtually nothing that the club doesn't know about that player, whether it's socially, it's psychologically, it's from a family point of view. If there's anything going on behind the scenes that may affect the performance, that is known, that is discussed. Obviously, it's confidential information, but that goes along with the actual physical, athletic and football, technical, technical, tactical discussions that also go on. So the range of input and the plethora of information regarding the whole global person is now taken into, into account, which really will explain some of why these guys who work behind the scenes you know they used to be didn't they they used to be a manager and possibly an assistant and then a a trainer who was also the physio and probably the kit man and that was 30 40 years ago when you know many of us would have started out in the game um, i certainly remember myself at at chester city um very happy happy days very very fond memories of uh being the uh been on the staff at Chester, but I was the, uh, the felt like I was the kit man, I was the uh, the store man, I was the physio, um, I was the goalkeeping coach, and um, you know I was this, I was a sports scientist as well, um, and I wouldn't have changed that for the world. I certainly wouldn't change it for the world, and it, it gave me some amazing, amazing experiences and times. But I think those days are well gone in the world of the professional game, anyway. And, you know, you may well have a senior sports scientist and um, a couple of junior sports scientists or some interns, uh, a head analyst, maybe another couple of interns for the analysis section. And certainly on the on the medical side, you know, maybe one or two doctors, um, a head, head, head of medical services who may well be a physiotherapist. And, you know, again, you may have four or five other members of staff who help with those kind of roles. So... You know that just gives us a, a clue as to as to how much input is required into these athletes to um, to turn out successful performances. Um, so not only do they these guys start at seven thirty in the morning at uh, at Spurs, but um, end up finishing. You know when Mauricio says, "Okay, we're all done," um, which is normally ten to twelve hours later. So towards the end of the day, five or six o'clock, they may get their work done if it's a non-game day. You know so. It gives us an idea of how much detail goes into in, into getting these guys to uh, to, to perform. Um, and the other thing they talk about, really, which we have mentioned in a previous podcast, which is such a phenomenally important facet of life and a phenomenally important facet of success, and in my humble opinion, is sleep. And at Spurs, they've created a, a state-of-the-art lodge, which essentially is a... <laughs> for want of a better description, is a mini. It looks, I've not been in it, so please don't think I'm, I'm talking from personal experience. This is just from research. It looks like a mini boutique hotel, which is a a, a lodge for the players who have their own individual rooms. And they also have their own beds, obviously, and, and, and rooms and mattresses um, chosen specifically um, to allow them to have the maximum amount of rest. So if they come, they train late or they come home late from a, a game, um, those facilities are available to reduce the amount of travel time and tiredness and stress so that the recovery period, the recovery process 
the period is reduced and the process is much more efficient. So that's the kind of detail now that professional sports people at the, at the cutting edge, at the top edge of the game are, are getting into, are into and are provided with. And it just gives us an insight into, into how much work it takes. One of the, in terms of detail, um, there's a, uh, as I said before, I've mentioned a podcast, a Gary Kernin's podcast, um, Modern Soccer Coach, really, really good podcast. So I, I encourage you to, to take a look at that if you're into coaching. Um, Gary Kernin interviewed a, a coach from Newcastle up on Tyne um, in, in England who uh, is now resident in, in the US. And um, this lady was talking about how it actually took her 10 years to actually get herself established in the US. And she gives some fantastic insights into how much work she put in and how much detail she puts in in a day. And the coach that she works with, and please excuse me, I can't um, bring to mind the name of the coach, but it's a, a very, uh, you know, a, a famous um, coach in, in the uh, American women's game who, you know, has been at the same organization for a couple of decades, I believe, and just works consistently 10, 12 plus hours a day and um, inspires the rest of her staff to do exactly the same, which again, just underlines the fact that if you want to be successful at anything, you certainly have got to put the hours in, you've got to put the days in, you've got to put the minutes in, be at the coal face, and um, you've certainly got to got to apply yourself. And um, I think anybody who's achieved any level of success in life will tell you that. Now, what I'm not saying is that you've got to put 10 or 12 hours a day in. You know, there's a, there's a philosophy that says, if you look back in, in, in successful literature that, um, you know, really if you if you can be maximally efficient in terms of deep focus work and you're in total control of your time and you can focus your your own your own mind on what it is you need to do on your key activities then four to six hours a day so if you're a tennis player for example you know a maximum of probably four hours a day at an absolute maximum would be where you would be doing the real key practice work so when we talk about 10 to 12 hours a day, obviously there'll be some some meal breaks in there and there'll be a little bit of downtime while, you know, there's a bit of travel or logistical waiting for other people to, to work in. So, you know, try and get it in perspective, in my opinion. It's not about um, start at eight o'clock and finish at eight o'clock and it's eight hours of complete non-stop doing the same thing. Um, focus, there will be uh, little ups and downs of activity, but essentially, you know, we're talking about a real big focus with lots and lots of detail. And that's the thing that came across to me is the amount of detail that these guys go into. In the Hannah Cromout interview that was published in December, you know, uh, in, in the interview, Hannah, Hannah told us how they talk about such tiny incremental improvements in performance to get hundreds of a second off a swim time, which makes all the difference between being an average swimmer and being a swimmer that qualifies for an international or an Olympic team. You know, we can't even count or even think possibly in hundreds of a second, but that's, those are the kind of incremental differences that these, that these people are, are focused on to get their improvements in their sport. You know, Dave, going onto the detail or extrapolating about the detail, Dave Brailsford, the guy behind the uh, Team Sky success and the um, British cycling team that um, you know has had so much success with um, with Olympics and Tour de France cycling was credited with improving the team by just focusing so much on little tiny baby step incremental improvements such tiny 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 things complete focus on you know what you wore when you had a drink 
what, what your support staff did, what people said, how they said it when you would interact, all the little tiny things that you wouldn't even think were going to make a difference when they are added up, add up to little tiny, tiny changes that are the difference between becoming first and probably coming third or fourth and being an also ran and forgotten. Uh, Brian Johnson, as I've mentioned before, um, talks about this so much. He he has a uh, a daily a daily article that he puts out and um, it's called Plus One and he calls it Plus One in reference to plus 1%, i.e. can we make a 1% difference? Can we make a 1% improvement in our in our in our lives every day because it's those incremental compounded changes those those additional positive things that add up and 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 eventually get you to the next level those plateaus that we break through by just adding another layer another layer another layer another layer you know and this is all all grounded by by historical information that, that tells us that success is like that it's never never it may appear to be an overnight thing but it's it never is it's always the uh, you know I, I became an overnight success after 25 years hard work so you know whatever we think whatever we say we need to find out what it is we love to do find out what our passion is so that we we enjoy our day so that our, our what drives us and, and, and what inspires us um, is what we do most of the time and then we'll stick at it and, and um, just by focusing and uh, doing the right things day in day out there will be changes and it will go in the right direction so that goes along with um, another book called Atomic Habits by a guy called James Clear who again talks about how you develop real real success with the little tiny habits that you develop over a period of time and it's the real small things that that make a difference you know that that one sweet or that one cake or that one biscuit or if it's a dietary thing or it's just that that getting up at that particular time of day or five minutes earlier or those just little minutes and seconds and times and and calories and and you know one more repetition and the little tiny things that on their own are so so small but make all the difference between you know somebody who's a champion and somebody who's uh who, who's an also run who doesn't quite achieve what it is that, that they want to want to achieve so i hope this, that's thrown a little bit of light on you know a little bit about detail because um i think it's real easy to think that success is just one of those things that we we fall across and um you know no matter what it is you're doing whether it's your coaching whether it's your management whether it's your your sports your business what whatever it is your focus is your niche you know you will be you will be on your way to becoming you know what the world comes an expert you will be on your way to becoming somebody who understands who emotionally understands who who consciously understands and and almost physiologically understands your your world your niche you know you live it you breathe it you talk about it you read about it you discuss it you practice it um, you're involved in it you think about it you wake up thinking about it you go to sleep thinking about it you know you you have mentors 
you go to training sessions, you go to coaching sessions, you, you, you have meetings or mastermind meetings, whatever it is you do, all those things will, will add up and, and, and day by day and week by week, you know, they will, they will take you forward. And it's at times when you don't feel like you're moving forward, you're on those plateaus, as um, George Leonard talks about in his wonderful book, Mastery, which we've done an episode on previously. It's one of the first episodes we did. It's probably, if it's not the best book I've ever read, it's, it's certainly one of them. It's small, it's succinct, it's absolutely amazing. George Leonard's Mastery, he talks about loving the plateau. So when you're on that plateau and actually you haven't quite achieved that level that you're aiming for next, you know, don't worry about it, don't stress about it, don't fret about it. Just look where you are, work consciously and focused on where you are, looking for those little 4% challenges to, to challenge you and get you out of your comfort zone and stretch you neurologically and physiologically and lay those myelin sheaths down and get them thickened in your brain and those pathways that help us to form those habits. And you know, you will have that breakthrough. Um, it links again to the to think about the Chinese bamboo, doesn't it? You know how long, how many years does it does it take for this plant that grows ninety feet to to grow? Well, it takes five years um, apparently, and don't quote me on this because the times may be completely wrong. But the seed sits in the ground for maybe three to five years. I'm not sure exactly how long, and it's watered and kept in a certain environment for three to five years, and then in a period of about six weeks. It grows 90 feet and um, people will say, oh, it grows 90 feet in six weeks. It's the fastest growing plant in the world. Well, actually, it takes five years for it to grow. It's just that we can't see it. And again, please don't quote me on the exact times and that, but I'm sure you get the principle. And, very, and human beings, I think we're very much like that. Um, how many of you have frustrations in your life where you are aiming for things, you're working at things, you're trying to achieve things? Maybe that's financially, maybe it's, it's sport, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is and you don't seem to be getting any headway, you feel like giving up, you you know, you, you want to change paths, you think, oh, maybe I should do something else, maybe it's not for me, maybe this, maybe that, maybe that, and I certainly relate to that. And, uh, you know, you stick at it and you keep doing it through the dark days, the the, the grey nights, the you know, the, the, the times when you just think, you know, everybody's laughing at me, I'm just doing the same thing, I'm spending loads of time and loads of money and loads of travel and this is not happening and I could be doing this and I could be doing that and I could be doing the other. Well, actually, you are on your own hero's journey. You are doing what is inside you. You are, you are unique. You are an individual. You are driven by your own desires, not anybody else's, not your parents, not your, your grandparents, not your brothers or sisters or your children's. It's completely you. And you know yourself deep down inside your, 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 your gut inside your soul if you are following your passion if you are following your dream if you are doing what it is that inspires you only you know that and if it's really 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 what's deep inside you you won't be thrown off that path although there'll be many times when you feel like you want to you want to put down put down whatever you know put down your tennis racket or put down your golf club or put down your shooting rifle or hang your boots up whatever you want to say but um, only you know that but um, you know be assured you're probably on the right path and you're on the same path as everybody else who's um, who's done what they want to do in life. So uh, keep going at it. Keep bringing that detail in step by step. The little, the next micro, micro moment might be the one when you, when you break through. Okay, if you want to catch up, it's www.robryles.co.uk. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, catch me on there or Twitter or um, let me know what you think. And um, I hope you've enjoyed the, uh, the podcast and look forward to speaking to you again. Catch you later. Bye-bye.